0: And occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 193. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is the Amazons. The indie rock band from the UK are back with their third studio record entitled, How Will I Know If Heaven Will Find Me? In today's episode, we're speaking with frontman Matt Thompson about writing hook laden music, working with Maggie Rogers, and when we'll see them back in Australia. Here we go. Our guest today is the frontman of UK indie rock band, The Amazons. With both of their previous records hitting the top 10 in the UK album charts, anticipation is high for their third studio record, which is out now and entitled, How Will I Know If Heaven Will Find Me? Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Matt Thompson from The Amazons. Hello, sir. How are we?
1: Very well, thank you. I'm admiring all the lovely records behind you. What have you got there? You got some Krungbin. I see Krungbin. Oh, I see old uh, Silk, Chef, on (laughs) Muna.
0: And Maggie, of course, of course. What a great record. Well, that's what I was going to get to this a little bit later, but because the records behind me have been um, have been discussed, there is, a, a, I guess, a connection to Maggie Rogers on this third record from yourself. The record we're talking about very quickly is the Amazon's How Will I Know If Heaven Will Find Me. Um, but yes, Maggie does, not makes an appearance, but helped contribute in some way to this record, didn't she?
1: Very much so. Um, we've been pals, really, we met, met at Glastonbury in 2017 been pals ever since. Um, kind of cross paths at very interesting places. Um, I remember hanging out at Fuji Rock in Japan. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, we've just uh, the more I've been to Los Angeles from my own relationship, um, the more we've been able to hang out. She's got a place out there, and um, and we were just uh, we we're just hanging out uh, one day at her place, and uh, I just said, "Listen, I've got this first idea." Um, do you want to hear it? Like, I don't really know where to go next with it. Like this happens a lot. Sometimes it happens a lot. It happens sometimes. Like no song is created in the same way with the Amazons at least. And uh, sometimes you can have songs sitting in your your pocket for quite a long time. And it got to the point where I'm like, I need help with this. I need just some (laughs) sort of different like viewpoint. And of course, like, such a big fan of Maggie's work, always have been. And, uh, I just felt that this verse was something that was kind of in her world. Like it wasn't going to go like, Maggie, I've got this riff. And then like, you know, like play some of the heavier parts of this record. That's not necessarily not that she doesn't like that stuff. I, you know, I can't speak for her, but like say it again in that early form was like, okay, this is in your world kind of. So (laughs) played the verse to her, very rough, and she just started singing this incredible, melodic, emotive melody, very much in her DNA, like, very much in her style. And I was like, shit, that's good. <laughs> like, do you mind if I record this? And it's like, yes, cool, let's let's do this. And, um, and then kind of, really, she, like, knocked the door. She, like, was like, you know, the kind of brick wall thing that you get, like, if you're, I don't know, on a marathon or something like that, that kind of <laughs> adage or cliche or whatever. It was like that for the song, and she, like, totally kicked it through. And then went on to, you know, I went on to finish the lyrics and kind of sent her demos and stuff as it went along, got her blessing. Um, and we were at Coachella, actually. She was playing Coachella, and we, I said, oh, it's it's actually made the album. She was like, that's fucking awesome. So... Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that was the story I say again, really. Um, it's very That one in my mind is very Los Angeles in pretty much every step of its journey.
0: I feel like this song does have, I like the word that you used before, the DNA of it, because I feel that it definitely fits in with this third record of, of the Amazons, but it does, I feel like if you kind of strip some instruments away, maybe change the tempo slightly, it could also fit on a Maggie Rogers album as well. So I think that's a a very beautiful way that you put it before. Um, I'm curious, with this being the third album from from the Amazons, is collaboration something that you guys usually do? I guess, was there much looking outside of the regular technique or the regular tested and tried songwriting approaches that you guys had done on those previous two albums?
1: Very much so. I think we wanted to kind of open the doors a little bit with this record. Um, the last two very much are like closed tight knit we're the band man we kind of do everything in the rehearsal room and to the point where I I, I can't believe I mentioned her today but the, the Catherine Marks our producer for the first two records before the third Australian from oh god I can't remember where oh shit Sorry, but she's from (laughs) Australia Um, and she's moved up to London and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, the point is we were, even to the point of kind of like, you know, uh, what's the word, Um, almost like batting off her ideas, basically, um, in the name of like, we're the band, man, we know what we're doing, like whatever, we don't care what you say, producer, and um, (laughs) <laughs> which was totally the stupidest, wrongest thing ever to not take good ideas just because they're not yours. So this time around, it was very much like, why not open the door? And I always, I actually just, uh, uh, some of our favorite bands, like I'll give or you or Coldplay, like um, they opened the door and, and we're better for it. In, in my, in my opinion, just the idea of collaborating, like some of my favorite stuff that, you two and Cochlear have done, have done with, we're done with Brian Eno and, uh, I fire like brung James Murphy in um, on reflector and, and, and all of those just moments. Like why would we not do that? And we're also in a position where if we pick up, if, you know, if we call Jim at best to produce our record, he's going to pick it up, um, and talk to us. So that wasn't going to happen right at the beginning. So we were kind of, we were just making use of the opportunity, really.
0: 100%. I was going to bring Jim up because uh, Jim Abyss did produce the record. He's worked with bands, like, as you said, Arcade Fire, I think he's worked with Arctic Monkeys as well, like an incredible list of um, a back catalog of, of work for him. What was that experience like for yourselves? And I guess, what did you take away or what did you learn that you're definitely going to apply moving forward when it comes to to the songwriting of the band? So,
1: It was interesting working with Jim because I said in an earlier interview, all the ideas he was having, we were like, that's fucking spot on, dude. That's amazing. Wow. Yes. It's so like, his like strike rate of ideas was like absolute 10 out of 10. And we were agreeing with everything he was saying. And then it was like kind of dawned on us. It was like, oh, the reason we agree on everything he's saying is because the way we look at music was basically... (laughs) Like set by his by the records that he was making <laughs> ten years ago, we're like, this is awesome! Wow! And there was um, yeah, I think a lot of the process in the beginning was me just honestly peppering him with questions. And I'd say, and he was like, one of his observations in the first couple of weeks was like, no one has ever asked me this many questions before. And it was kind of like, that's cool, but also kind of like, stop asking me questions. Because what I learned from Jim is that he was just, he doesn't care about trappings of fame. He doesn't like to like almost, doesn't doesn't want to gossip, doesn't want to like, it's not story time of like all his past glories when it works with Jim. He's really not into that at all. He is very much into like, we're here now making your record. This is your story. Like, why do you care about how many vocal takes Adele did? on the first record like what's what's the point what do you want Well for me I was like I just want to soak up as much information as possible like I just want to know how how people do it and see if I can take something from it um as almost like a wider look at my own journey like I've literally got someone who worked with Alex Turner and Adele like why wouldn't I just Maybe I'm an aspiring journalist because all I wanted to do was just get the <laughs> voice recorder out. And just go, right. But it's not from the beginning. But he was like, let's make your record, you idiot.
0: <laughs> Look, in uh, I think I am very much in the same camp as yourself. I would probably be asking questions of like, what was this session like? How did this song form or I heard this story? So I think what you did was very fair. I would have done exactly the same. Um, totally. The the influences can be heard on the record there's one track i'm just trying to remember what it was but i think um even the the mandolin was very similar to i think like arcade fire neon bible kind of era mm-hmm. which um which played really well into this record the record does have uh, in full transparency i was trying to think of puns yesterday when when kind of listening to the record only because there's so many hooks i didn't come up with anything smart i'm not <laughs> going to bore you with my sure with my terrible jokes but um yeah when you are riding i guess how are you how are you coming up with how are you coming up with these hooks because there's multiple hooks even within one track and they still seem to work i feel like sometimes it can come across as too much yet you've managed to balance that perfectly on this record
1: thank you i mean that's that's a really wonderful thing we haven't had that yet like no one said that kind of thing before and uh I appreciate you saying that because it's definitely on our mind. It's Definitely on my mind. Um, That's just my parameters of like songs. That's just how we create. That's just kind of the fine tooth comb that we put for our music. Um, Like they're judged on. um, Am I conveying emotion? Uh, Are the lyrics cool? Does it flow very nicely? And then honestly, the, the last, the, the most important thing for me is it like, is it hooky? Like, is the verse uh you know, is the verse memorable for goodness sake? And then if the verse is memorable, we need a memorable chorus. But that's also the team we have around us, and that's also like we sent Jim like 30 songs, so he was picking them the like. His mind is also like picking out hooks and stuff. But I like, I, I, and I think as well, like our managers are, and our label, um, they don't like dictate or anything. But like, if they sent like 20 demos, for example, they'll put the ones with the big, you know, with a chorus and stuff like that. And they'll go, Oh, I like excellent lines. But like, do you reckon you could go, could there be a bigger chorus or like, could stuff be um, more memorable? All that kind of stuff. Which I just think is a pretty it's a pretty valid criteria and that's kind of what I want out of the music as well. But also like, you know, I've seen seen all the documentaries of like ABBA and you know, acts like that where they're like, We need at least three hooks for each song. So of course I'm like, Okay, I'll try. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> um I don't know, yeah, that's that's
0: that's just our style of writing. Just to that's how we do it it's definitely working it is definitely working for you Matt thank you um very quickly um I know before we started recording we were talking about uh your last visit to Australia you haven't been to Adelaide you are more than welcome to come to Adelaide please let us know we'll we'll um make sure that you're looked after take you around can we expect to see the Amazons back in Australia at any point uh sometime soon
1: well uh it's obviously quite a it's we we uh but not particularly uh, logistically too close. So it just take a little, um, <laughs> it just take a little, um, it's a bit of a process to get over to Australia. And we were so lucky to go last time on our last record um, and fit that in before like COVID and stuff. It was maybe about six months before lockdown. Um, and you know what? Talking to yourself, Simon, all
0: helps to bring us over. That's for sure. Please, anything that we can do. As I said, when you do come, if you manage to make it to Adelaide, please give us a bell. We'll make sure, again, that you're looked after. Um, lastly, Matt, uh, we usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to, if there's anything that's currently on high rotation for yourself.
1: Yes, there's a band called uh, More from Los Angeles called Allen, Styled M-O-R-E, and then they've got like an, a style, like asterisk type thing. Um, they're super, super cool. I really like them. Um, actually, um, John Hopkins is a, uh, kind of ambient producer, um, and he's made an album last year called music for psychedelic therapy. And it's, yes, have you heard it? It's fucking amazing. Um,
0: yeah, it's brilliant.
1: The, uh, the Teos caves in Ecuador is like nuts like the 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 with the like the rain sound and all that stuff but it's like super um i really like that kind of stuff at the moment i've been really trying to dig into it and i i'm trying to like bring it into our live sets and create some kind of like in terms of transitions between songs like create some kind of immersive sound scape do you know what i mean and and work with the light anyway so if we come to australia Hopefully we'll have a banging set by then that we, can, uh, <laughs> that we can play.
0: Well, look, we very much look forward to that, Matt. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, the new album from the Amazons is out now. It is called How Will I Know If Heaven Will Find Me. But yes, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Matt Thompson and the Amazons for their time. How Will I Know If Heaven Will find Me is out now. i we with the links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Louvel at Virgin Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.